Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. It was a week of wrestling. It was. Yeah, that, that's that's what happened this week. It, it, people wrestled. Some people won. Some people lost. There were a couple of decent things. Well, as we've said several times, we're in that stretch. We're in that, that road to WrestleMania. Yep. But unfortunately, nothing really happens in the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. It, you build stories. And Pretty WWE much. had some stories built. AEW had some really good matches. Yep. Uh, and actually, I don't think it, the show really pissed me off this week. It didn't. There's a, there was something that happened that I thought can be cool, depending on how they go with it. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Um, that said, what are we drinking, Michael? Well, as we enter this phase where we're trying a couple different whiskeys, I brought two that we really enjoy. Okay. We have Larceny, mm-hmm. which is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, if I remember correctly, it is a weeded whiskey. Yep, it's a weeded bourbon Mashville. 92 proof. And we have Redemption Bourbon, which is uh, the pre-prohibition whiskey revival coming in at 88 proof. Cool. Now, both of these we really enjoy. Yes. Uh, I go back to Redemption quite often, and I couldn't tell you on how many... Uh, I couldn't tell you how many bottles of Larceny I've been through. Um, <laughs> so I thought we'd give both of these a try. There are going to be different flavor profiles because the Larceny is a weeded bourbon, whereas right. the Redemption is not, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, Just rede- double checking that real quick. I was about to say, I think Redemption's more your traditional like corn mash. Uh, yeah. Here we go. And then Larceny actually adds in the wheat to the mash. Yeah, so um, Redemption is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, aged in new charred oak barrels. That's right. how you get the... Bourbons, yep. Uh, let me see. A weeded bourbon mash bill, does it give us a breakdown? What its mix is? So Larceny does not tell us what its mix is. We know it's at least fifty-one so, percent corn. It has to be. Yeah. Um. My guess would probably be that it's a, a, a more than that of corn, then wheat instead of rye. Yeah. And then barley would be my guess. Somewhere I in don't there. know where the percentages are, but it would be my guess. So. Um, so cool. Well, we like both of these. So yeah. let's cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Always a good drink. Always a a great drink. Can you guess, if you didn't notice when I poured, can you guess which one that was before we try the other one? He's sitting here pondering. I know, right? (laughs) That one, I think that one's going to be the Larceny. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
just got a great flavor profile to it. Mm-hmm. It evolves as you drink. It's got a little bit of burn, but it doesn't burn too much. Yep. And remember, that's the the higher proof one, so that's going right. to have the most burn of the two that we're having this evening. But yeah, and then time to go for the redemption. Yeah, the redemption. The redemption has more of a sweet note, I think. Yeah. There's there's definitely a difference there. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's it, the redemption's comes comes in a little bit sweeter. Following after the larceny, I don't necessarily like the redemption as much. The but larceny be- to the larceny is more complex. Yes. It's got that that wheat note in it is just to me, is weird. It's weird? Yeah. Like, like good I, weird. It's good weird, right? <laughs> like, it's not what I expect. You know, redemption Redemption tastes like bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it, all of them should, but you, you yeah. know what I mean. Redemption, yeah. like, you put down redemption in front of me, you drink it. What was that? That's bourbon. Yeah. Larceny has that, that flavor to it. It just makes it different. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Larceny. Uh, if you watch How to Drink, you've seen Greg um, taste Larceny and actually prefer Larceny over Pappy, Pappy. Van Winkle. Right. Um, so, yeah. Larceny's a great one. Larceny, if I remember correctly, it's running about thirty-five to forty dollars. That's what I was a bottle. Too, the, the Redemption's about twenty to twenty-five, if memory serves correctly. The big thing about Larceny too is like it is more complex at the same price point that your Jacks and things like that yeah. are. So, I would tell you if you're if you're a fan of Jack, get Larceny. Try it. Get a bottle of it. If you don't like it, it's one bottle. Mix it in Coke and move on with life. Go back to your Jack Daniels. But and and really, Larceny is going to be a great mixer. Not even you know, not just for a whiskey and Coke. Yep. But you put an old fashioned with that, or any of these other drinks, you're going to have a great flavor profile to build I will on. say this. I like Redemption better with an old-fashioned because it has more rye in it. Um, yeah. I like I like a rye old-fashioned. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, you, you, any of these are going to be fine with mixes, fine or, or per, my favorite, personally, straight. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike some of the whiskeys we've had recently that have been like, yeah, you don't want to drink this straight. You definitely <laughs> want to mix this. We, you never want to um, drink this. <laughs> yeah. Put this in a Coke, put this in a, you know, mix this up with, uh, in a, in a cocktail, you know, there you go. Yeah. So, all right. Should we talk about what happened this week in professional wrestling? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's jump into, uh, WWE raw. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Let me guess. Cody Rhodes said some stuff. Cody Rhodes said stuff. And then there were some matches that don't mean anything. <laughs> and then we ended the show with Cody Rhodes saying some more stuff. Something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we opened the show with Edge uh, accepting Finn Balor's challenge for a match at WrestleMania. But he then upped the stakes 
they're going to do Hell in a Cell. Finn made a statement here that I'm a little scared by. Okay. Because he accepted Hell in a Cell, and he said that Hell couldn't hold his demons. That he had been to Hell, yeah, and he'd been kicked out because Hell couldn't hold his demons. I really hope the demon doesn't come through, because current Finn Balor is not a character that should be going with the demon. I would love to see the demon again. I, I do would. not need the demon in this storyline. Right. Current Finn Balor doesn't work with the demon. Doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't yeah, work. It doesn't work. So, but I'm afraid. That that statement scared me. Yeah. <laughs> Which means it's probably going to happen, you know. Yeah. We then got the Judgment Day defeating Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano via pinfall. Uh, of course, all of the Judgment Day right. attacked Edge in the ring, which brought out Dexter Loomis and Gargano and... Uh, um, Candace. Candace, thank you. I, I blanked on her name. To break it up, and then that's how we got into this match. Judgment Day get the win. We have uh, Brock Lesnar and Omos coming face-to-face. Almost gets the upper hand, mm-hmm. which you have to expect. I know there's people that are actually excited to see this. The crowd actually seemed really into it. And and this may be old man yells at clouds, but I just don't care about this match at all. I think Steven Larson said the best about this. It's going to be three and a half-ish minutes of ultimate finisher of unlimited finishers Mm -hmm. and then Brock's going to win. Yeah. Uh, Although I have seen reports of, you know, retired wrestlers saying, Hey, Brock should really take the fall here and, and build almost, but I I don't think should. Well, almost doesn't have anywhere to go, but almost has nowhere to go. If it wasn't, if it was, if it was any other wrestler than almost, I would say Brock should take the fall and let's elevate somebody. Because you give somebody, and this would never happen, but if you say give Johnny Gargano or Dexter or Dexter a win over Brock, mm-hmm. they are suddenly main event talent. Yes. They are ready to step up to Roman, to Cody, Bronson. whoever. Yeah. This could have been Bronson Reed. I forget that Bronson Reed's in there because they never show him on Hulu. Yeah. This <laughs> could have been Bronson Reed instead of Omos. Dude is, dude is a square. <laughs> Huge dude. Can move in the ring. Yes. This yeah. could have been him. Uh, we end up, uh, we have Cody Rhodes defeating L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You didn't say it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why does it feel like a Nickelback song? <laughs> <laughs> Is L.A. Knight the Nickelback of WWE? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you. Oh, man. We have Bronson Reed defeating Elias via pinfall. That was a squash <laughs> match. We have Austin Theory defeating Angelo Dawkins via pinfall. This match. So before this match, there's a pre-recorded backstage promo. And I'm not picking on Dawkins when I say this. Because he goes out and does things that I can't do. But he messed up in his, in his, when he was cutting his promo. He stumbled over his words. Not a big deal. I recorded a podcast, and y'all don't hear me stumble over my words most of the time because I can edit. Because we're not live. 
here's the thing. This was a pre-recorded segment. Yeah. I watch Raw on Hulu. He stumbled over his words. They didn't cut it out. He stumbled. He stumbled over his words. They didn't cut it out to air live, and then they didn't cut it out on Hulu. Either. On Hulu, either. Wow. WWE is a multi-billion-dollar company with several amazing editors. Because that's all you can say about the editors yeah. at WWE. Say what you want about the live production and the, all the cuts that they do. The editors, the packages that they put together are always amazing. Yep. How this made it to television, I don't know. Uh, this was actually a really good match. We're going to get Austin Theory versus uh, Montez next week. Yeah. Unfortunately, Austin Theory is going to get the wins. Of course he is. Because we got to have him versus Cena at Mania yeah. with the belt on the line. Yeah. We have Rey Mysterio once again refusing to accept a challenge from Dominic. Yep. Seth Rollins defeats Baron Corbin via pinfall. Uh, if Baron won, The Miz was going to put in a good word with Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, going, it's just as dumb as it sounds. They're, um, they're kind of going back to bum-ass Corbin. I kind of like that. But if we get there, I'm okay with it. Yeah. If we get there. But the thing is, is he's not going to be. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Corbin's done as a main event talent. Oh, for sure. Maybe they elevate him every once in a while to lose. But I think he is going to be the jobber to the stars. Sure. Yeah, that's where he is now. We have uh, Bianca Belair defeating Chelsea Green via pinfall. And then then, Oscar comes out and gets weird. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Oscar does. Yeah. And then our main event match of the night, several backstage segments to set this all up. We have Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight. Mm-hmm. This was great until I, the end. I, I was not thrilled with the end. I even like the end. I mean, I, I, I don't like have a visceral hate of the end like I did to AEW's. Right pay-per-view and their their show last week but kevin owens has always been the smart guy yep healer face he's always been smart and he even made a comment earlier in the night that i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna beat solo and his brothers because let's be honest yep he did get a little dumb and then the way the match ends they're fighting up the ramp solo runs to the back and kevin just Waltzes right through like there's nothing else there. Walks into super kicks from the Usos. Yep. It it just, it bothered me how, it bothered me how dumb that is. It doesn't match Kevin's character. The one thing I will say though is it, it solidified to me the whole Kevin Owens basically told Sammy to go the hell away. Yeah. And he, he really told Cody to stay out of his business. He did tell. I mean, he, um, he, those were, I, yeah, if that's not an that's exact, not the exact quote. words, but it was close. <laughs> and neither of them came down to help him. Yeah. So, I mean, he got the, he got the shit beat out of him by three people that he knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it builds for something that happened on SmackDown. 
But that was the end of Raw. That was the end of Raw. So let's move over to Rampage. Rampage kicks off with the rebar mitzvah of MJF. I'm not going to go through all of it. However, something I thought was really cool was Jungle Boy comes out. Then Sammy Guevara comes out. Then Darby Allen comes out. So the way this worked. You had MJF come down to the ring. He had uh, the Nitro Girls with him. Yeah. Uh, he makes out with one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he starts to cut his promo. Here comes Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy starts to cut his promo. That's when Sammy Guevara's music yep. hit. Same thing. Sammy Guevara opens his mouth. That's when Darby's music hits. Mm-hmm. I really liked that lineup. Yep. The fact that this is the pillars, right? Yeah. Um, and they have all told MJF that they want a shot, period. MJS, MJF asked them what they want, and in unison, they said, I, I want a title shot. shot. Yep. Uh, we then had Hangman with Evil Uno and a returning hashtag all elite, Stu Grayson. He, is, he has been re-signed versus uh, Blackpool, uh, Moxley, uh, Claudio, and Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Where uh, BCC wins. We then had the TBS Championship Canadian Open Challenge. Just Jade Cargill versus Nicole Matthews. Um, yeah, that was a, an immediate squash near about. And then Taya Vac- Valkyrie came down. Uh, recently of Impact fame. Uh, recently of WWE... I can't say fame there. She was uh, Frankie Monet for a bit uh, in WWE. Yeah. Then she went back to Impact, and now she's all elite. Uh, she attacked Jade. Mm-hmm. Ricky cut a promo in the back. We then, I'm going to skip this part because I want to talk about this in depth. Uh, I'm just going to mention it. We had a QTV segment. We then had the international championship match, which was Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. Orange Cassidy wins uh, and retains the title that he had that retired to become this new title. Sure. Um, which which he switched before yeah, the match. Said, he walks out. He, he opens his Jansport. He takes the international title and puts it in the backpack. And then he put the All Atlantic title back on the podium. Um, the Outcasts cut a promo. Yeah, that's Ruby, Tony Storm, and Soraya. Uh, again, the things they're saying, 80% of it is true. Mm. Then we had the, the trios triple threat. House of Black versus the Elite versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. I thought this was an awesome match. House of Black walks away with the belt still. Um, and that was Dynamite. Yep. Moving on to SmackDown, we have Judgment Day of Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio defeating Legato Del Fantasma. And Zelena, uh, Zelena, Zelina Vega, and Santos Escobar. 
we have uh, Rey Mysterio confronting Dominic Mysterio post-match. Uh, Rey admits that he wasn't the most pre- uh, present father because, you know, WWE wrestler. But, you know, all of that is... Uh, Rey, Rey asked for Dominic to stand at his side for the Hall of Fame. Which means Dominic's going to attack him. Yeah. Um, it was on Raw where Dominic cut the promo that was... 99% true. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ray said if he were anybody but uh, his son, he would whoop, whoop Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. I don't want it to happen at the Hall of Fame. It's going to. I understand that. It's going to, because, and, and I'll tell you why. Actually, you know what? Let's hold that. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get further in. Uh, we have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeating Emma and Tegan Knox. Uh, this uh, was a qualify for a fatal four-way tag team match at WrestleMania. So they're doing two of these. They're going to do a male and a female, and it's just a way to get more people in Mania. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. I have no issue with that. It's going to be a fatal four-way tag team match. It's going to be a cluster, but it should yeah. be fun. Uh, we have Charlotte Flair getting the upper hand in a brawl with Ripley. Uh, we have Xavier Woods defeating LA Knight via pinfall. Yeah. <laughs> we have the great Muda announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, that actually happened on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but they obviously aired the package on, right. on SmackDown. Ric Flair announced great Muda on one of WWE's talk shows. Uh, we have Rey Mysterio clocking uh, L.A. Night backstage. That was a that was a, a good segment. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I was <laughs> yeah. That was that was a good segment though. Yeah. Uh, so Knight called Mysterio a deadbeat dad. Yeah. And Ray took uh, umbrage yep. to that. Said he was not only did he say he was a deadbeat dad, but he 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 basically said that if Dominic was his kid, he'd beat the shit out of him. <laughs> For acting that way. Yeah. Which Dominic needs a little uh, parental persuasion. Yes. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> we here at Whiskey and Wrestling do not condone beating your children. Right. However, when your children are going around beating other people and being proud about the fact that they have pretend to spend nights in jail, they might deserve to be beat. It's possible. We have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, which ended in a draw after Imperium attacked both men. Uh, and now we are, of course, getting what we called last. We called yep. this last week at WrestleMania. Gunther is going to defend against both McIntyre and Sheamus mm-hmm. uh, for his uh, Intercontinental title. Now let's talk about what else happened on SmackDown. Cody Rhodes kicks off the show. And he's going to play counselor. He asked Kevin Owens to come out. He asked Sami Zayn to come out. And they talk back and forth a little bit. Cody's trying to get Kevin to forgive Sami and join forces with him against the bloodline. And Owens says, why would I do this with, uh, you know, why would he be friends with someone? Who? So there was a line before that okay. that that really sealed it for me. Like Sammy is telling Kevin, 
we don't have to be friends. You don't even have to like me, but the bloodline is beating us up constantly. We need, if we work together, we can defeat them. And that's when KO said, why would I help somebody who doesn't want to be my friend? Yeah. And then handed the remote, the, the remote, <laughs> the <laughs> microphone back to Cody and said, I'm out of here. Yep. And left. Uh, later we get to see, uh, Sammy Zane chasing down Owens in the parking lot. Uh, said Zane said, told Owens to forget everything that he had said about the bloodlines that they Zane told Owens are more than friends that brothers Owens remained silent and entered his car and drove off. Later in the evening, we have Zane confessing to uh, Caleb Braxton that it was a heavy evening for him. He thinks that he might be the problem. Yeah. Um, We all know, of course, that that's Marina Shafir and she's in AEW, but (laughs) (laughs) no, uh, he, he's like, maybe I am the problem. Both the Usos and Kevin have accused me of being the problem, which one insert the, are we the baddies uh, (laughs) gif? Which one thing that's huge growth, like character growth yeah, for Sammy. It really is over the years because he's the conspiracy theorist. He's a, uh-huh. and now he's actually like, yeah, maybe it was, it's me. It was never Sammy's fault. <laughs> and now, but now he's maybe it is. Maybe it is me. I love that. Yes, I love that so much. We have a face off to end the night with uh, Sammy Zayn and the Usos in the ring. They face off. The Usos well, start. It was just a face off with Jay originally. Yeah. Well, because um, it was going to be, you know, Sammy basically, why did you turn your back on me? And Jay kind of let him have it. And honestly, Jay was right. Yeah. Jay is killing it on the mic. Yep. He's killing it in the ring. He's going to be held down. Not by, I'm not saying Jimmy's holding him down. But he's going to be held down by the fact that he is in a tag team. Yeah. But he's really stepping into that main event Jey Uso rule. They face off. The Usos lay out Sammy. Owens music hit and out he comes. He runs out from the crowd. Yeah. And they end up hugging it out in the ring. Yes. The crowd chanting hug it out. Huge pop. When uh, when they hugged as I, well. I wish that the timing had worked better, that they could have had this moment in Montreal. Yeah. Because the crowd would have right. blown the roof off of the place. Yeah. But I get storyline-wise that just didn't work. Yep. That was SmackDown. Uh, Rampage had Powerhouse Hobbs beating Ray Phoenix. Uh, Taya Valkyrie beat Ava Lawless. Uh, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange beat the Bollywood Boys. And then Daniel Garcia beat Brody King after ridiculous amounts of Jericho Appreciation Society. There, there were a couple things we said we wanted to, to postpone. The first one being this QTV thing. Powerhouse Hobbs is now your TNT champion. Powerhouse Hobbs has been killing it for a year, mm-hmm. off and on. As is AEW style. As is AEW style. Powerhouse Hobbs absolutely 100% deserves the TNT title. 
Agree. We talked last week about how just absolutely shit it was with how he won it with QT Marshall. Yep. This week, we have a QTV segment mm-hmm. where they're, where QT and Aaron Solo and Hobbs and Nick Camarado and I don't know who the girl was. We're in a, a TMZ-style setup where they showed where Aaron Solo's who broke into Wardlow's car and took his gear and the belt and all of this stuff. Powerhouse Hobbs said three words, mm-hmm. I think. I hate this with every fiber of my being. Oh yeah. This is not good. This isn't this isn't hate in that sense of oh they're heels and I hate them. Like I hate Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is a damn good heel. I hate him the way you're supposed to hate yeah. him, right? I hate Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a damn good heel. Yeah. Hate Roman Reigns the way you're supposed to hate him. Now, earlier it was one of those, like, I'm tired of this, but the new bloodline stuff, I'm all in. Yeah. The the old school Roman, the pre-cancer Roman. Yeah. <laughs> I I think we all hated that he kept getting the push. Right. But I don't think any of us actually no one hated, hated him, him because Joe Inouye seems like a good yeah. guy. And the thing is, I don't hate QT Marshall. I don't hate anybody that was part of the fact factory. I'm glad they have jobs. Yeah. This segment and the fact that Hobbs has been pulled into it is actively making me like this week. If there is a QTV segment, I will turn away from TBS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will change the channel. Hopefully someone somewhere People will do the same, and they will see this this massive ratings dip when that comes on TV, and it won't be, a, oh, Hobbs doesn't work as a champion, so let's get the belt off of him. And it will be somebody thinking, huh, this may be trash. Yeah. It's TMZ. Yes. It is literally, the, the show is TMZ. The Q, 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 QTV yeah. equals TMZ. Yeah, it's that and, same... There's a couple of people sitting in a cubicle, and one person's leaning on a cubicle wall like, hey, I'm all cool because I'm leaning up against the wall thing. It is so bad. It's so out of touch. Mm-hmm. They it's terrible. They showed the footage of Aaron. So, I think it was Aaron Solo, I yeah. believe. It, yeah. Broke into uh, Wardlow's car. Mm-hmm. That was a, apparently a staging event. Like, the actual theft yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, this is just them taking it and being like, all right, they're we'll making run a story with it. out of it. Which I feel gross, but good, good job, I, I Tony. Hate, I hate when AEW does that. I, I, I dislike the whole if, if something happens in real life, let's not make it a story. Let's acknowledge it. You know, somebody gets hurt or, you know, somebody, uh, you know, has her stuff stolen or, or something happens, let's acknowledge it, right? Let's not make it a story. That just cheapens all of it, if you ask me. 
Yeah. But I hate this. 100% hate it. Um, I wanted to get that out of there, you know, out of the, the, the way that I want Hobbs to have that belt and, like, run it for a while. But if it's going to be this way, give it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, Just to get rid of this. Now, we talked about Dominic and Ray, right? Mm-hmm. Dominic cut a promo on Raw. On Ray. And his promo was essentially, you were never there for me. You weren't there for my eighth grade promotion. You were at WrestleMania because it was more important. You know, you weren't, you, you were going to take me to a, a game. You weren't there. The only thing I didn't like about his promo was where he said, you know, on my 16th birthday, you promised me you'd get me a new car. And while all of my friends had Mercedes, you got me a BMW. That was the only thing I really didn't like. Um, that felt, it felt forced in that, especially since everything else he said was legit. Yeah. That one felt forced. I, I um, think, I know why they did it. They were trying to do it as a, you know, that spoiled, yeah, you know, because Ray was doing WrestleMania and all this stuff, he had the money to buy you a BMW that most kids don't have that money. Well, they're they're playing that he grew up as a rich kid, but you know he's he's trying to get the heat from you bought me a car, but you bought me a BMW. You know, instead of right, you know, my first car right was a hand me down from my parents. It was an '88 Honda Accord. And I loved that car. And if Hurricane Katrina right. had not destroyed it, I would probably still have that car as my fun little toy to just drive around when I want it to remember. So, Ray tells Dominic, I won't fight you. Like, that was Dominic's attempt to try to get him to fight him. And, and Ray's like, I'm not going to fight you, period. And he leaves. And as he's leaving, Dominic, you know, tells him he's a poor excuse for a, a father. no. You're a poor excuse for a man, right? And Ray stops for a second, then walks off. Yeah. This is why I think Ray is going to get it. Is Dominic's going to attack Ray at the Hall of Fame? All of that said, Ray refuses to attack Dominic. Hall of Fame. Somebody in whoever inducts Ray, right? Dominic attacks him on stage. And that's where Ray says, okay, fine. You want to match at Mania? You got it. And it just proves Dominic's point that wrestling is more important than him. Mm. Because it took him interrupting his Hall of Fame speech to get the match. Yeah. Now, I think that would be a solid story. Do you bring Ray's wife, Dom's mom, into the equation? Um, does, and and let me, let me lay out a story here real quick. Does Dominic interrupt Ray and Angie get up on stage, slap, uh, slap Dom and tell Ray to kick his ass or something like that. Giving him permission because they've mentioned a couple times that he told that, you know, Ray's told his mom or or 
Do I think Angie gets involved? Yes. Do I think she gets involved there? No. I think she gets involved at Mania once this match is solid. She gets involved at Mania and slaps the piss out of Rhea, I think is what happens. Um, Or she slaps Dominic, and he's just like so stunned that Ray wins. Something like that. I think she gets involved there. I don't think she gets involved in the Hall of Fame, though. Okay, fair enough. Um, I will say, between the, the this storyline has drug on for a while, I wish, I would like the storyline more if the previous two months weren't there. It's, too, get, it's too long. It's too long. I get they want to result the result at Mania, which is fine. And I say the previous two months. Maybe what I should have said is if it would have started a couple months later. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to having a couple of months in here of just dead every week, same thing. They, instead of starting it at the build for Mania, mm-hmm. instead of starting that at the Royal Rumble, they should have held off and done it at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I feel that would work. Because, well, this has been a will-they-won't-they-now since, like, Survivor Series. Or even maybe before even then. Even before then, SummerSlam. But but they sent Ray to SmackDown, and if they had just yeah. left him there, even for another month, and yeah. just, just doing his thing, and then you start the build. Have, because you could even... You could even have Ray be like one of the last announced for the Hall of Fame. Like Ray could be your headliner, right? Yeah. And then that's where all this starts. This Which, really ramps up. Really, this year, Hall of Fame is Ray Mysterio, Great, Great Muda. Muda, and probably rumored, probably rumored, one other. Well, they're they're rumored rumored that Stacy Keebler will yeah. be the the woman entrant. That makes sense. Uh, which I, I think, given the time that she wrestled, you know, the, the time that she was with WWE, WCW, I, I do believe that she's deserved of the Hall of yeah. Fame. At least her legs. My, my massive crush on Stacey Keebler notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> but with that being said, those three, mm-hmm. this is a strong Hall of Fame class. I think so. Even... Even with the fact that Muda never really wrestled for WWE, um, he is still a icon of wrestling. Yeah. So, I mean, ever since he has been around, the the whole mist thing, yeah, has kind like, of been he's he's one of the if not the the originators of that. Yeah, he definitely helped make it popular. Let's head over to Impact for a second. Okay. So. Do we have to? Not really. But <laughs> I I do want to talk about this some. Davey Richards? Davey Richards. So Impact, former champion, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. Davey Richards announced his sudden retirement from professional wrestling this week. A photo started circulating recently of his wife with a black eye. Yeah. That sparked rumors of Davey Richards being an abuser. Yep. 
the only thing I know about this is what Davey released. So right. I am re- coming from that perspective. Yeah. So, you know, if there's more to this that I don't know about, there's more I don't know about. Yeah, his statement was very odd. He denied that he beats his wife. Mm-hmm. He said that it happened during a training incident that they train all the time. Yep. I don't know if his wife is a wrestler or not. I'm not sure. Uh, like I, I, I don't know enough about Davy Richards. I vaguely remember when he came into TNA as one of the American Wolves. Yeah. And then I stopped watching TNA and Davy Richards ceased to exist to me. <laughs> yep. But he suddenly announced his retirement and I almost have to ask or almost have to wonder is he doing it to cease further scrutiny? It sounds like it. Like the he even says that in his statement. Like he says I am canceling myself um TNA or Impact and wrestling as a whole uh doesn't the the wrestlers don't deserve to have this hanging around them uh if that's the case you know the the, the court of public opinion has already said I'm guilty it smacks of that you know like well where's my trial you know uh uh why are we why are we saying I'm guilty without you know I thought I was innocent until proven guilty yeah it it sounds like that from I haven't seen anything, any statements by his wife. Yeah. To me, this could be cleared up very quickly with her making a comment that just says either, yeah, uh, it happened while we were training. He's never attacked me, you know, the yeah. whole thing. Or it could, you know, she could come out and say, yeah, he's a piece of shit that beat me up. You know, <laughs> I mean, it could and- be, it could be solved very quickly. And it's not like this would be the first time that you had a spousal abuser abuser in wrestling. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, right. the biggest yep. name in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hit Deborah. Yeah. This is not something that we, we know that this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other guys that used to be in WWE and 205 Live, there was a whole scandal with him and his wife who wrestles for Impact. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I'm I blanking on his is, name. I do remember. His his wife is uh, the, the little creepy Asian. Oh, that was uh, 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 Swan, Rich Swan. Yeah. There was a whole weird thing with him where kicking her out of the car. Yeah, that was abuse. Rich Swan and... Uh, Forget who his wife's name. What his wife's name is? Is it Susie? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe that doesn't sound right, though. Okay, so Davy Richards. I, w- I wanted to look this up. Davy Richards' wife is a uh, female professional wrestler by the name of Christy Summers. Okay, I, I just I wanted to. Gotcha. Uh, of course, now I have to go look up. Right. Um. <laughs> In the, uh, I didn't hang out. I I didn't really keep up with Davy Richards much. Yeah, like I I we didn't don't keep up with Impact. Like we know that they have good stuff going on over there. 
we watch it when we can, but we already watch too much, a lot of wrestling. And frankly, we, we have other hobbies and interests outside of professional wrestling. If you don't like that, all right, there's, there's other shows for you to listen to. As our intro says, go (laughs) listen to something else. Yeah. Uh, Sue Young. Sue Young. Sue Young is Rich, uh, uh, Rich Swan's wife. Um, you know, to get off of that topic, but to maintain a topic that kind of sucks, Danhausen mm-hmm. uh, pulled his peck, yep, off the bone at Revolution. Uh, he finally got a chance to get in the ring. Finally, gets a chance to wrestle, and not just like comedic wrestling, right. like actually show work. And then ends up injured. Uh, so that kind of sucks, you know. Get well soon, Hausen. Yep, uh, as it were. Um, I think about what else is going on. I don't really think there's much else happening in in professional wrestling right now. It did come out this week, uh, according to Kevin Nash, at least, that Stone Cold Steve Austin is not watching AEW, and neither is Kevin Nash. Yeah, I know Nash made the uh, comment that he hadn't watched it in several months. Well, apparently they have some sort of a deal going that neither one of them are watching it. Uh, okay. I don't, I, I, I did not understand it. Um, I mean, it, it smacks of Kevin Nash. Not Kevin Nash has always seemed like a decent dude. Yeah. Um, the comment that was made was uncalled for. Yeah. The, the comparison was hyperbolic in the in the extreme. Honestly, you know, the the to compare Wheeler Yuta being put in a, a, a sharpshooter with blood on his face compared to Bret Hart having stone cold in the sharpshooter with blood on his face. To make that comparison was dumb. Which Kevin Nash I don't think made that comparison. Kevin Nash did not make that comparison. Somebody else made that comparison, and then there was somebody who responded saying, uh, if Stone Cold, uh, what do you think Stone Cold would do, if say, if he saw this compare this bad take? And then Nash's response was, don't worry, he ain't watching it. Yeah. Um, it came across wrong. Like, like, I could see where it could be maybe taken to where... Uh, Nash was talking more along the lines of, uh, you know, in a ha-ha joking manner. Yeah. I could also see where people would take it as a, you know, him burying younger talent. That said, is what it is. Sucks. It's yet another, yet another of the, the, the heroes, the legends, you know, back in our day, you know, just like when Undertaker was talking about how, you know, they all they want to do is play video games in the back and all this kind of stuff. And Xavier Woods' response was, "Yeah, because I'm trying to build a career for after my, uh, so I don't have to wrestle until I'm 60." Yeah, you know, and hobble around on a cane and you know, well, and be even beat up and all that kind of good stuff. We're, we're seeing another wave of the older wrestlers talking about how these young kids just don't get it. Yep, uh, you know, we had that back in the day and every few years it comes around again as you have these older guys being like hey every 10 ish years yeah you know and right now we're getting that out of Kevin Nash the stone you know the Kevin Nash the stone colds 
Undertaker's. Under, you know, Undertaker saying something about how these young guys aren't protecting kayfabe mm-hmm. and that they need to, if, if they're going to tweet, they should try to tweet at least in character. And, and my response to that is kayfabe's dead. Kayfabe died years ago, decades ago. If you really want to get like right down to brass tacks. With yeah. It. Kayfabe, kayfabe died officially died 30 years 30 or so years say, ago kayfabe died in the mid 90s or early 90s the steroid trial late 80s with the steroid trial yeah. uh when vince mcmahon in order to you know not be put in jail basically had to say yeah look uh wrestling is scripted it is predetermined yep it ain't real um yeah <laughs> And uh, there you go. I I will say, I enjoy some kayfabe, but kayfabe when it's fine, when I am on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I I never am, I I see people's tweets through other avenues. So when I'm online, when I'm not actually watching, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm not actually actively watching a wrestling promotion, mm-hmm. I want to hear the thoughts of. Wyndham Rotunda. I don't. I don't care what Bray Wyatt's doing right. when he's not. When I'm not consuming WWE television, I don't expect Chris Pratt to tweet as Star Lord. I don't expect Henry Cavill to tweet as Superman. Why would I expect Mark Calloway? To tweet as the Undertaker, and look, tons of props to Mark Calloway props for maintaining exactly. his his kayfabe. It did props add a to mystique it. to mystique. Undertaker. But here's the thing: Undertaker started before that, yes, and continued. I don't the need. The world is different now. Yeah. Back when the Undertaker, back in the Undertaker's origins, right. We didn't have the, the the internet was not even really that much of a thing for for the individual. Yeah, there were BBS systems. Yeah, colleges had it, stuff like that. But like you and me, did not have the internet in the house. Yeah, in ninety one, it's not I'm, how I'm, it worked. I'm tempted to make an Al Gore joke here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could you could handle kayfabe better. Yeah, right. The good guys did not ride with the bad guys. When they went places, they didn't even stay in the same hotels. Yeah. In most cases, you had people like the million dollar man having his limo and things like that, which pissed off everybody. But it maintained that kayfabe. Yeah. Right. You you had that. You, you had Vince giving Ted DiBiase yeah. money and saying, look, pick your spots. Yeah. But, but go splash cash. Yeah. Stand up, announce that you're the million-dollar man, man t- Ted DiBiase, and that everyone's meal in the restaurant is on you. Bring me the receipt, and I'll pay you back. Yeah. Um, You know, you had stuff like that. Bully Ray uh, made a comment here several years ago when him and Devon were originally planning to go back to WWE, like, in the... 2010 era. Well, they when they went back, when they when they came when they back for a back, little while. And 
Bully said, you know, when he was sitting down with Vince and they were talking about it, you know, he, they, they were going to come back as heels. And, you know, him and Devon were talking about that, you know, they didn't want to do fan meet and greets. They didn't want to do all this kind of stuff. They wanted to be old school heels. And Vince kind of chuckled and said, okay, uh, you're going to do fan meet and greets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to sign autographs. You're going to go to these wrestling things. Um, in the ring, you can be as, as heel as you want. But outside of the ring, that world is dead. Yeah, that world is dead. Mm -hmm. Professional wrestling is a multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. Like, I follow MJF on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, I don't exactly like his Twitter because he's always in character. I follow Alexa Bliss on Twitter. I love her Twitter because she is always talking about her trips to Disney. Mm hmm you know, she's talking about her pets. She's talking about everything that is not basically not Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Um, no, like there are several wrestlers that I follow that their stuff is one hundred percent. It's them. It's not Jericho's their wrestling. Yeah. Jericho's podcast. Yeah. I love, and I don't listen to every episode, but I don't either. I love when there's somebody on there that I want to listen to, and it's not William Regal, the character. Yeah, when William Regal was on there, it wasn't Sir William Regal. Yeah, it was William Regal talking about how he nearly died. You know, and that's, how he wrestled with a broken neck for years. You know, that kind of stuff. And that's what I want to hear. For you know, I want to hear those stories. Yeah. From these guys. I get... The New Day podcast. Yeah. When I, they were doing it. I get the storyline mm -hmm. on TV. Yep. I get the I get the under the mystique of The Undertaker. I got all that when I watched Raw and watched the pay-per-views. I got all that. I don't need it elsewhere. Yep. Uh, moving on. It looks like uh, Mercedes Monet. Mm -hmm. Money. Money. Monet, money. Money. Uh, she look. It looks like unless she signs a new deal, she will be wrapping up with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, all of that, after April 23rd. That's so, weird since she has the belt. Well, they have a, there's a big show. On April 23rd at the Yokohama Arena. Okay. So she's going to do in New Japan what she always did in WWE and win it on one pay-per-view and lose it on the next one? No, no. See, in WWE, she won it on Raw and lost it at the pay-per-view. No, no. She won she it at the pay-per-view pay and, and then lose it, lose it on, on Raw the next night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that looks like what, unless she signs a new deal, uh, looks like she might be shopping for... It makes you me know, wonder if she, if her and Tony finally had a, uh, like, came together for an agreement on something that might be worthwhile. It's possible. It is also possible that she traveled to Japan and realized, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here. Yeah, that that's uh, could be too. You know, and I'm not saying that like that she doesn't like Japan, that she doesn't like working for New Japan, but 
maybe she just doesn't want to spend time away from her family because a new Japan tour is going to take her away for a couple weeks. Right. And that's why I say, and flying out there, I think if she still lives in Boston, I don't, I don't know where she lives, but that's a long trip too. She's got movie career that could take off. She's in the Mandalorian. Um, That she could spin that into anything though. Um, there's also the, the fact of, you know, Maybe she did come to terms with AEW. Her coming in and joining Soraya and Ruby and Tony Storm would be interesting. It would make that faction um, almost unstoppable. Like, I kind of... It's going to really suck to say it this way, but I kind of dig that faction. I like the fact that they're they're kind of being the NWO without being the NWO. As we've said, they should have named themselves the outside hers. Yeah. But then that may have gotten too right. close. Might have gotten a little too close. <laughs> like, I like the fact they're using the spray paint. I mm-hmm. think that's, to me, I think that is heat magnet yeah. type stuff. The only problem I have with them is AEW does absolutely nothing with their women's division. So there's no credible threats to them. There's Britt and Jamie. And if they brought... But that's kind of it. Because the TBS title group isn't part of the rest of the women's division. Almost. It feels like no. like Jade and the people she fights don't interact anywhere no. with the, with Britt Baker and that group. Um, so it, it feels like if let's say, uh, Mercedes comes in, she joins them at least with the NWO. You had sting, Right. And you had Lex before he joined. And, you, you you know, you had all of these people that were on the WCW side of things. Eventually, most of them ended up joining NWO, which is part of the reason why WCW failed. I think but between NWO and NWO Wolfpack, mm-hmm. I think everybody joined. Yeah. Because Sting was only ever part of the Wolfpack. He was part of the Wolfpack. But, but that's when the Wolfpack really be, was WCW. Because originally yeah. it was WCW versus NWO. Yeah. And then the Wolfpack kind of became WCW. Or WCW became the Wolfpack. Um, you always had Sting as that anchor. Yeah. And there was always a believable person with Sting fighting the NWO. Mm-hmm. The AEW Women's Division doesn't have a Sting. The closest they have. Brit's the closest. Is Brit. And um, do we buy Brit Baker in that sting role? I can I can buy Brit in the sting role. I can't buy anybody else in the supporting characters role. I can't even buy Jamie in a supporting characters role. They've done nothing to elevate Jamie with the belt. If Thunder Rosa comes back, it's well known Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker hate each other. Yeah. Like, not like not kayfabe. They hate and, each other. And we're about to see even more of that with AEW's television show uh, that mm-hmm. comes out at the end of the month. Yeah. Which, 
Thunder Rosa is not going to join. And like, even if, even if they can put aside their differences to join forces and be that, that force that fights the outsiders, um, it's going to not work well because I don't think either of those two ladies can hide their animosity to each other well enough for me to believe that they're friends. So if this is the NWO 2.0 in AEW, whatever you want to call it, uh, who gets to be Rey Mysterio and darted into the production truck? <laughs> um, Sky Blue. Sky Blue? Yeah. I was going to go Red Velvet, but... <laughs> Red Velvet works too. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we can't say Red Velvet though. Red Velvet's part of, in, in the Jade group of women. She is, isn't she? Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think that we're. I think Tony's even seen some of the shortcomings at this point in how he's booked his women. He's fed everybody short of Britt Baker and Soraya mm-hmm. to Jade. Yeah. Why is Jade going to go up against Soraya and Tony mm-hmm. and Ruby? She's not. Right. Like I'm not going to enter that. That's not their to mention thing. the fact that she's beat Tony and she's beat Ruby. Yeah, like I said, the only people she hasn't beat that I'm aware of, Soraya and Britt, are Soraya and Britt, and that's just because Soraya never crossed path with paths with her before this program started. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan is upset with social media that seems to only exist to call out AEW or to question and rip AEW. Tony Khan should learn uh, when to use uh, certain words to describe things (laughs) and when not to. So he said that in a response to people, Tony Khan announced a dream match. Wednesday night, Kenny Omega is going to fight Vikingo. Which, if you don't watch AAA, you probably have never heard Vikingo's name before. And Tony came out and was like, this is a dream match, blah, 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 blah. And the internet collectively responded, who? Which has been the internet's response to so many. Going back to Double or Nothing, the original Double or Nothing Mm -hmm. When the Super Smash Brothers yeah. appeared in the show and everybody was like, who is this? Who are these people? We now know them yep. as Evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. If you watched PWG, you probably knew who they were. But here's the thing. And AEW has a Big problem with this. Mm-hmm. Not everybody watches PWG. Well, it's it's part of the reason that I love and hate AEW, mm-hmm. right? I love the fact that AEW fully embraces the fact that there is more wrestling out there than AEW, right? They acknowledge PWG. They acknowledge New Japan. They acknowledge all of the the wrestling that exists across the planet. Do they acknowledge their tribal chief? Probably not. Okay. Um, the fact that WWE doesn't bothers me sometimes. 
he's wrestled all over the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Hearing Cody make those those side comments about AEW without explicitly saying it, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah. Really. Um, But it's also a problem with AEW when they say this. Like, I have seen a Vikingo match. I think he's wrestled. He's actually wrestled with AEW before. Once. Um, he's a good wrestler. That said, I really know nothing about the dude. So, to say that it's a dream match between Kenny Omega and this guy, nah, that could have been said a whole lot different. It could have been said in terms of, you know, Wednesday on Dynamite, we're going to have Kenny Omega versus Vikingo, you know, one of the, the great Lucha Libre stars from PWG, AAA, you know, insert yeah. here, um, you know, this will be a killer match. And, you know, this might be a dream match. Just as that would be more enticing to me as a fan Mm -hmm. to see that as opposed to it's going to be a dream match because, nah, it's it's not. It it could be a dream match. It could be. It's not a a dream match for me. It could be a good match. It could be a great match. It's not a dream match. I don't know. Other than let like me, a, okay, let me rephrase this. This could be a dream match for your Mexican wrestling it could audience. Be a dream match for like one for, dude. It could be a dream match for your fans of AAA, your fans of Kenny Omega, who have seen Maybe? Vikingo. It. I haven't seen anything, so I don't know. But for your average, that's United what States fan. That's what I was about to say. When um, I think dream match. As a as a watcher of U.S. wrestling, yeah. with a very small amount of like New Japan thrown in, dream matches. Kenny Omega versus Jericho would have been a dream match. Yep, that would have been on my list. Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles in in WWE or in AEW, absolutely a dream match. They wrestled in New Japan. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Dream match. Um, those kind of things, like, to a U.S. wrestling audience, those are dream matches. Bandito versus Jericho is not a dream match for a yep. U.S. wrestling audience. Although, actually... No matter how good Bandito is. Actually, now that I've seen Bandito some... I'd watch Bandito versus Jericho. We've seen that. Jericho won. Yeah. But. I'd still watch another one. Great wrestler. Not what I would call a dream match. (laughs) To me, that dream match is, and maybe it's my definition of it, but when Mm -hmm. I think of a dream match, I think of this is the best of the best versus the best of the best. Yeah. Right? This is an icon of wrestling versus an icon of wrestling. You know? I agree. And this ain't it. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything at this point that we can end on on a good note. <laughs> um, but, yeah. 
Let's just end on the fact that Orange Cassidy is still the international champion. Orange Cassidy is still the international champion. He continues to entertain, and we continue to enjoy it. Yes. Get you some freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Absolutely. Uh, big shout-out, big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi, for allowing us to use this space. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Cameron. Come on, Come down, check them out. They have all of the tabletop RPG needs for you. Do you need dice? They have a ton of dice. Do you need books? Well, they have all sorts of tabletop RPGs that you can pick up. Do you want to learn to play Dungeons & Dragons? Come in on Wednesdays. They have several tables going. They'll be happy to make room for you and teach you how to play the game. And... While you're here in Gaucher, why don't you go over to Big Dog Liquor? Get yourself a bottle of something fun. Uh, whiskey, vodka, tequila, rum, your choice. It's there. Tons of different wines. Um, big discounts. You like discounts? Michael, do you like discounts? I love discounts. And discounts are awesome, right? They so are. If, you, if, you, if you're a wine drinker and you order cases of wine, you get a discount on them. Mm. If you're a senior, you get a discount. If you're military, you get a discount. And on Wednesdays, if you're an old military person, you get both of your discounts. You mean they stack on top they of each stack. other? Absolutely. Huh. Well, that's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. Get yourself something to drink down there. Yeah. Now that you're done listening to us, give our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They have a lot of great content out there. They do top five lists that they break down their favorite or least favorite things. I think they did one recently. It was the top five media that should stop. Here we go spoiling them again because that yep. is. I think that's the episode that comes out Tuesday. No, I think that's the one no, that just came, one, oh, that's, that's the, the one, one that just came out. out. I have, I'm that's not right. spoiling them. That's right. I know and can out. spoil what that's they're doing right. next that's week, right. that's but I'm right. not going to do that. I'm not going to do that this week. Yeah, the one because I love out, the guys on Travelers. Because the one that's coming out next week is very mysterious. Super mysterious. You might you might actually hear an odd voice on that one, too. Just uh, saying. A, a special guest. A special guest or two. Maybe. Maybe. should check it out. Uh, you can find them on Spotify. And uh, I think all of your, your podcasting apps these days. Yep. Uh, you can also listen to Fearology, which is by Jody of Traveler's Fame, where he talks about his relationship with horror movies, kind of breaks them down, goes into some deep dives on them, and on that same uh, podcast feed, he's also got some music that he does and uploads, which is really good stuff. So you should totally give that a listen. Absolutely. And if movies are your thing, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies and bingeable television shows and all of that good stuff. They got a live stream that they do on Wednesdays, I believe. Maybe it's Thursdays. And I listen to the I listen to the podcast. I don't two. watch the live stream. Sorry guys. Um, but yeah, give them a listen and you will be happy and excited to learn more about movies. Yep. So I guess with all that said, we're gonna call it here. Yeah. Uh, be on the lookout over the next couple of weeks, maybe. You might, might see something special popping up on our channel. Don't know. Yeah. 
but we will see what happens. Yep. So cheers. All said, cheers.